when I look back over this past year, what I see both internally and externally to me is a lot of change, a lot of upheaval, a lot of scary moments. But at the same time, what I also see is opportunities uh, that were opportunities for growth and for transformation. They didn't always necessarily feel like that in the moment. But now that I've had the benefit of having some time to look back and reflect on these things, I can say that not only am I incredibly grateful to still be here, but I'm also very grateful for the lessons that have been learned along the way for the letting go of things that are no longer serving me, uh, things that are just no longer part of my life and uh, have no place in my consciousness. But part of what I recognize just over the past few days is, and this is as a result of a lot of external change that has been taking place. The uh, the work that I've done for decades, uh, my business has completely changed. There were parts of this that just no longer uh, continued, that their time to uh, to pass away or to change uh, or to discontinue it was very obvious to me that that had occurred. There were some very difficult choices that were made as far as how I moved forward. I spent a lot of this year not really sure which way to move. I didn't know which way was forward. So I just basically coped each and every, I shouldn't say each and every moment, but I had the opportunity to cope each and every moment. I, I, I'm very quick to say that I actually did not cope well in some of these moments, but at some point I did. And that cycle keeps repeating itself. And so when I look at the, uh, the changes externally in my, in my life and just what, you know, what my day feels like, and just as a result of here, just in the last few weeks, actually beginning a new business endeavor, uh, in addition to the modified uh, work that I, you know, the work that has changed very dramatically, uh, that I had been doing from the past several uh, decades. So now I am not only doing work in a different way, uh, I'm also engaging in something completely new in a completely different industry that is requiring a different set of skills, a different set of, uh, of, uh, of strengths. And I don't necessarily have any of those things. I don't have the experience in this. I don't have the skills. But as many human beings that have begun something new, it, for me, was about recognizing that this is about adapting to these changes and recognizing that skills that I have learned. And I know none of this is, uh, this is certainly nothing that is unique to me. I'm certainly just repeating what has what I have learned uh, through having conversations with other people, what I've read over the years, and stories that have been told that humans have such a, and I don't want to be too overly general here, but that there is this ability to adapt. And it and that's where I find that really the edge is in terms of me being able to cope with these changes that, and I, and I found that there's different ways of responding to these changes. There's different ways of responding. I can 
I can feel completely inadequate if I choose to. I can tell myself that I can't do something new. There's a lot of stories that I can tell myself on one end of the spectrum that I can essentially talk myself out of being willing to engage in something new, whether it's meeting someone new, whether it's doing something different in terms of a hobby or for work or for business. Uh, It could be some sort of project, working with other people, whatever the case may be. There is a lot of ways in which I can sabotage myself through my thoughts and they're not even mine. They're just, and that's one of the most important uh, uh, recognitions that I have had through mindfulness practice is that the more that I cling to these thoughts and believe that they're mine, just because I have been thinking them, uh, has led me to a place where I am going to continue to invest time and energy in those thoughts because I'm the person thinking them. So there is this whole side of this that I can get in my own way. And make it more difficult, and I and I've and I've talked about that many times, but today what I want to speak of is the opposite end of the spectrum, and this is about what I refer to, and this is the only way that I can refer to it in human language at the moment, in the language that I speak, is that another way of responding to undertaking things new is to build confidence or to project self confidence. But I have recognized that there are limits to self-confidence, and that's really what I wanted to speak about today. As I found myself for the first time ever doing this new work earlier this week, and I had nothing, I thought that I had nothing to draw on, but in fact, I really did. There were clearly uh, experiences that I've had over the decades that have at least given me some ability to not walk into something completely new and just completely fold up and cave in on myself emotionally. But there was also this sense of, and there were a lot of thoughts around and questions about, and even in some cases, some beliefs about whether or not I can actually do this and some doubts that I had about, can I actually really at my age, can I really actually start over, so to speak? And there was a lot of emotional heaviness around that. And the one benefit I will say, and this is, if I can say anything at all today, this would be the most important thing that I, uh, that, that I intuitively sense that I can say is that, uh, it is my thoughts about beginning something new that can either allow me to completely doubt myself and self sabotage or I can get really wrapped up in thoughts of needing to build my self-confidence and talk myself into being someone who is more confident than I really am. And that is where I found myself this week. And, it, and, I, and, I, and I realized that it was a very habitual reaction. It, in, in other words, I, I, I saw that there was this, uh, it was, and it was very, it was very, uh, uh, What's what I'm trying to use here? It was very subtle. I didn't necessarily, I wasn't overtly, you know, committing to undertaking this program of building this huge reservoir of self-confidence. But I did, through paying attention to my thoughts, and this is all part of the benefits of engaging in mindfulness practice, I could could clearly see that there was time and energy being put into 
thoughts about just needing to build my self-confidence and needing to feel more confident. And as I questioned that, I started to be able to see that it really wasn't about that. The, the, the building up this uh, uh, reservoir of self-confidence, I saw that it could only go so far. That if I began to really put a lot of time and energy into becoming more confident and building up all of this self-confidence, then I really wasn't who I was in those moments because I was really just busy becoming more confident. I was busy building more self-confidence and that it was not really required. And I want to say that I have nothing against the practices that are utilized to build more self-confidence that I'm, and I'm not saying that this is not needed and not necessary. I'm just really speaking from my own experience that I was able to come up against the limits of that. I could see that that would take me only so far. But then what is the alternative? If I, if I'm not going to get really wrapped up in boosting my confidence in, you know, trying to, I know the phrase sometimes is used is fake it until you make it, at least in the English language, that that can only get me so far that I, at some point it was okay for me to actually be the person. And there again, I didn't overly wrap up get myself wrapped up in identifying as the person who did not feel confident, who was actually scared, who was fearful, who felt very tentative. That is really what I was feeling. And it it wasn't so much when I use those words, those were really the thoughts that were around it. But in my body, what I was feeling physically was basically what they refer to as that fight or flight response. There was something that felt like fear. There was something that felt like nervousness. My body was not in a relaxed, settled state. And I know that I can keep trying to describe what it was that I was feeling in my body and what I, what emotions I was feeling. But I realize I can do that from now until the end of time, so to speak. And it really does not convey what I really was feeling and experiencing. But at the same time, though, I know that I can't really, in, you know, verbally speaking this way and sharing this, there's no other way for me to do this. I'm limited to speaking in human language. So that is why I use those words that I did about what this felt like. And once I was able to get to a place where I realized that, you know, all of these thoughts that I was engaging in and giving energy to about just needing to feel more confident, you know, and and asking all these questions about what do I need to do to build my confidence? Maybe the more that I do this, I will be more confident. And, you know, how can I, you know, how can I shortcut the process? These were all thoughts that I was having until I recognized that I was overly investing in trying to build myself up into this person that really didn't exist. This was just a figment of my imagination. And to me, what was so healing about it, what brought so much of a sense of peace was that I didn't need to think any of these thoughts at all. And this is not a judgment. It's just that what I found instead was that I could com- walk into a new, completely new situation, not have all the answers for how to respond to people, to not even be sure that the way that I was conveying what I needed to convey was even the right way. 
I didn't even need to know that I, that I was doing this in the most skillful, in the most effective way possible. Because there again, those are just thoughts as well. I can get into and get really wrapped up in trying to measure or quantify how competent I am at something. And I can get really wrapped up in being the person building competency at something. And I know certainly there are certain things that uh, we undertake as humans where we do, you know, there is definitely a need to build competency. So I am not in any way, shape or form saying that there's anything wrong with that. But in this case, what I was engaging in was not life-threatening. It was not uh, life-threatening for myself or for anyone else involved in the process, thankfully. And so it was just really a matter of me being a human being being as I was in those moments, however I found myself in those moments. And in this case, how I found myself was feeling and thinking thoughts of fear, uh, thinking thoughts of doubting whether I really had what it takes to do this in the most effective way. And I was able to, and this is only through mindfulness practice, that at some point, there was this easing and letting go of these thoughts. I no longer needed to cling to them. Any beliefs that I was starting to uh, to give energy to and that were forming around seeing myself as someone that didn't have what it takes, didn't feel confident, that it was okay for me to not feel confident and that I could still, in those moments, still do my best still be present with people in my lack of self-confidence and that it was actually okay and that I could trust and have faith in my ability as a human being to actually learn whatever it is that I need to learn however it flows, that there was nothing for me to do to speed up the process, so to speak. And all these things I just spoke of, as well as a lot of things I've spoken about today, are based in thoughts. They're based in beliefs. I'm either self-confident, I have self-confidence, or I don't. I'm either competent or I'm not. And there is so much in between those two polarities that I just am whoever I am. And I, and, and I ultimately respond however I respond. If there's anything that I need to learn or fine-tune, that I can just relax into the moment and recognize that the more I try to improve, and there's nothing wrong with improvement, and I'm certainly not saying that there is, but these are all things that I can get really wrapped up in that are better than nothing more than thoughts and notions and beliefs that I am, and then I'm measuring myself against. And it's not to say that there aren't things in life that we do need to build skill, uh, that we do need to uh, to do more effectively, but that I could just recognize that this is a process and that I, and if I can just remind myself that all of the thinking about it is what leads me away from any lessons that I can learn. Because if I'm really wrapped up in thoughts about trying to just talk myself into more self-confidence and put myself in a quote unquote mindset of being more competent of being more effective at feeling more uh, 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 self-assured that that wasn't really who I was. It was okay for me to allow myself to just be 
the, uh, I don't want to say the polar opposite of those things, of the, of all of those qualities I just mentioned, but it was just, I was however I was. And there was tentativeness. There was, uh, moments of not being sure. There was moments of feeling like I was struggling in some way until I didn't struggle anymore, until I didn't need to struggle. That it was okay for me to walk into new situations talk about things that are completely different than anything I had ever spoken about before and convey things that I had never conveyed to other people before. And that as long as I wasn't really wrapped up in me being anyone at all, that I saw that there was this being, I was just being whatever whatever it was that was occurring, however I was. That it was not so much about me doing anything. The doing was happening. And one of my gurus spoke very early on about this, that there is, it's not about the doer and it's not about what is being done. There is just simply doing. And if I am so wrapped up in being the doer of something new and doing it in the most effective way possible, in the most competent way possible with the maximum amount of maximum amount of confidence that I really am setting myself up to be in a place where I'm not really who I am, however I am, doing this as well as I can do it and doing it in my own way. And how do I know that, you know, this is, you know, that there's just one right way to do things. I realize in some things in life, yes, there is a right, there's, there's only one way that it can be done. But in this case, that's not what I was dealing with. It was, there was room for me to bring my own unique way of being, uh, however that is in any moment, and realizing that it's going to change, and that if I find that something is quote-unquote working well, that uh, I don't want to keep trying to replicate that. And there again, those are thoughts. If I can find out how to be the most self-confident that I can be and do this in the most confident way possible, then how do I basically continue to just replicate this over and over again? And I turn myself into the the word for this. Uh, one word for this is a widget. At some point, I'm just mass producing these representations of myself doing this over and over the same way because this is what works. And I I, I could see all of these thoughts around this, and there was this rush to get comfortable. There was this rush to no longer feel tentative, to feel unsure of myself. Because, and I understand that as human beings, I, I and I don't want to over, overly generalize, but I know that many people I've spoken with about this, that it doesn't feel pleasant. It doesn't feel good to actually uh, not be completely comfortable in a situation, to not be sure if we're doing something right, so to speak. And I know that we get caught up in a lot of judgments about how well we're doing. Are we doing enough of something? Are we hitting the mark? And I'm not here to say that those things aren't important in certain situations, but I can can free myself by recognizing in this case that there was actually an opportunity for me to be however I am and to create my own unique expression, or I should say co-create because I'm not doing all of this. I'm simply part of something much larger and I don't want to get overly meta, overly metaphysical, but it's in essence, that's what, that's what I have experienced in this life that there is, there is just, I am part of what is going on, only part of it. And that's not an opinion. That's not a belief. That is just what has unfolded for me the longer that I have been on this journey of life. 
and that the only way I can ever experience that, that I can see that that's enough is through paying attention to my mind and recognizing that there's this habit of trying to think myself into things, through things, and to be a certain way. And it really is, for me, it has been wasted time and energy. And I saw this week that there was a common reaction and response to the type of work that I do for many years and decades even. Uh, there was this pre, you know, common prevalent belief that, that it was about building self-confidence. We needed to bring a more confident person to the table in order to, uh, to get the desired outcome that we wanted. And I really saw the limits of that this week and that I gave myself permission to uh, not pay attention to those thoughts, that I didn't have to believe what it was because my mind, the thoughts were just habitual things that I'd learned decades ago and that somehow had been planted in my psyche. And because I'm the one that planted them there, I'm the one that bought into those beliefs and I take full responsibility for that. And there was this discovery of something completely different. And that was me being however I was in these moments that I didn't even need to even really worry about being confident anymore and that I was actually able to be effective. I was able to learn some things about these interact, these new interactions that I had, and I was able to get more comfortable and feel some sense of confidence, but I wasn't looking for it. And it wasn't about me being more confident. It wasn't about me being more skillful. It's just whatever was happening in the moment, whatever doing was taking place, this is how it actually unfolded. And I don't necessarily want to get caught up in taking credit for that. So if I'd say anything at all this week, it is that that, that I saw the limits of self-confidence. It can only take me so far trying to become a more confident person, trying to become a more competent person, trying so hard to have success. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those things, but at some point there was something deeper within me that recognized that there was something else that I already was, that I didn't need to go try to be any different way or more of any particular way because I already was enough in these moments. And of course, Yes, there was opportunities for me to continue to practice and to uh, to to be able to uh, uh, to familiarize myself more and and if they're you know and develop a sense of more the the confident. I guess what I'm saying here is the confidence comes as a result of its own it's of its own accord. And it, what, the way that it, I find that these things happen, if there is a need for self confidence or competence, if I'm if I am showing up being whoever I am and being open and just letting myself be who I am, making the efforts that I need to make, those things will arise on their own. And this is there again, it's not a belief. I'm not trying to talk anyone into this. I just know that I've had this happen enough, not because I was doing it, but it just, this is what happened when I was allowing myself to get out of my own way and not buy so much into the thoughts that I was having uh, or beliefs that were forming around whatever it was I was feeling emotionally, that there was this sense of freedom, there was this sense of room. And thankfully, I lived to talk about it. If I look at this whole this whole past year in total, 
that's really what I see, that there was a lot of, of beliefs that had been formed about what was happening to me, a lot of thoughts and reactions to what was happening to me, both internally and externally. And the more that I indulged in those thoughts, the more that I really clung to those beliefs, the further away it took me from who I actually really am. And I'm not even sure that I can say who I really am. I don't even need to know who I really am. And uh, I had one teacher that referred to this as living with the question. In other words, I can ask the question, but ultimately I am the answer. I can't find the answer. It's already here. And uh, that is to me something that is incredibly, it brings joy, it brings lightness, and it brings freedom. And without practicing mindfulness, I don't think that there's any way, and I say think, but I really do, uh, uh, and I, I guess I would say that I do believe that. And even though I don't really want to get it wrapped up in a lot of beliefs, had I not undertaken this practice, I don't think that I would have ever allowed myself to, to, uh, to accept that invitation that's there for all of us to have that freedom, to be that freedom. And I'm really, really grateful to have undertaken this practice. And it's, it's a very simple one. I just keep coming back to my mind, watching what is happening and being able to, uh, there's a strengthening of a witness, so to speak, or you're creating additional headspace and realizing that these thoughts really take me away from who I really am. I don't even need to know who I really am, but I've experienced enough of whatever it is that I am without being able to put it into words, without being able to characterize it by just being able to have the uh, the uh, perspective that these thoughts don't define me, these beliefs that get created don't define me, that I and all of us are much more than that. <laughs>